This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday night, everyone, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live on this Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are live and we continue our live commitment, J-Doc, to every Saturday night uh, to be live right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday evening to you, sir. How are you, Joe? Certainly, uh, you know... Here we are again, uh, uncertain times. Uh, you know, April is going to be one of the longest months of the year. Uh, and you heard on the, um, at the, on the news at the top of the hour uh, what our country's gone through, what they're going through in New York. Um, and so certainly tonight gives us the opportunity uh, to get more insight on the situation and also talk about, you know, the individuals, the heroes on the front lines. So we have a great show with some great guests. No doubt about that. And I just want to remind the listening audience first, I want to thank everybody for tuning in live tonight. I also uh, want to remind the entire listening audience tuning in here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT that we are logistically bringing you the live broadcast from four different, actually five different locations uh, this evening. So uh, through the power of technology, we are able to uh, connect and we are able to deliver uh, you this radio show uh, on um Uh, on the chance that we uh, stumble over each other once or twice during the uh, next hour. Um, Please forgive as we try to maintain our commitment to being live here uh, every Saturday night, and we will live up to that uh, commitment to be uh, here. As J-Doc said, we've got a great lineup. Uh, Chris Woods, the president of 1199C, uh, is with us, and Joe Messa, who is the founder of Messa uh, and Associates, is uh, Uh, both joining us uh, for the full hour. Uh, So let's get right into the conversation. Chris, let's start with you. Uh, I feel as though, first, welcome in. It's so nice to have you back uh, on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We miss you, brother. Nice to have you here. Um, I feel as though you uh, are the uh, standing at the very top of the pyramid, Chris, you uh, represent 1199C, uh, all of the health workers, and I feel as though uh, you are their light uh, in times of, uh, in these troubled times. Well, thank you, Joe, for having me. Thanks, uh, Joe Doc, for um, inviting me on again. I wish it could be under different circumstances, but um, you know, this is some really um, trying times on all of us. I want to first say, um, again, uh, thank you to all of the uh, men and women of 1199C, all of our members who are on the front line, you know, fighting each and every day to keep us safe during this pandemic. Um, our members are doing a great job um, in terms of, you know, trying to 
you know, just keep us safe and, and, and provide quality health care during this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Chris, you know, you talk about the front lines and you hear it every day. Um, you know, the, it's yeah, definitely, definitely uh, uncertain times, but a, a little bit of a shining light is how many times have you heard uh, on the news uh, across the last couple of weeks uh, that uh, people were just walking by. Uh, if they're walking by a hospital and they see the nurses coming in for a shift, they just stop and clap uh, because they know that the healthcare workers are on the front lines. They're risking their lives. Uh, you know, it, 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 it is unbelievable, who, you know, what people can do. The nurses have always been incredible. If you would, tell our, tell our listeners, my friend, remind our listeners who you represent and how many you represent. So we have, um, you know, all of the frontline staff, but we represent all of the major hospitals in, um, in the city of Philadelphia, and that's from uh, nurses to professional staff to non-professional staff. Um, we have uh, long-term care members within um, our long- long-term care community. We also have behavior and mental health. We have child care and home care statewide, um, and everybody's doing a phenomenal job, man, from the folks who clean the rooms to the people who deliver food to people who um, are our technical workers to our nurses to all of our folks that um, are on the front lines of this stuff, man, have done a phenomenal job adjusting to a new norm um, that we're all trying to adjust to during these difficult times. And, um, again, I think they should be um, – applauded they should be praised um we should take every opportunity to say thank you if you have any family or friends or co-workers that are within health care whether you're union or whether you're non-union i think um everybody that just just deserves high praise now they are definitely to your point joe folks are definitely um putting themselves on the front line and um you know it's not only just themselves, but it's their families at, at risk of this stuff, too, as you're entering and exiting a lot of these different facilities that you have to be mindful of. Chris Woods, who's the president of uh, 1199C, is joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Joe Messa, who's the founding partner of Messa uh, and Associates, is also with us. We'll bring Joe uh, into the conversation uh, in just a moment. Chris, um, I want to uh, follow up uh, with your thoughts and J-Docs, uh, and J-Docs lead into your last uh, question, leading into your last answer, uh, and get you just to comment. Uh, on on the incredible amount of pressure uh, that healthcare workers are working under. There's so many stories in the news uh, about uh, PPE. Are there enough masks? Are there enough gloves? Um, the list is long, and the conversation always appears to be uh, on the front page or or the lead story. Comment on that for us, if you will. Yeah, I mean with with. Every day there's so many new cases and so many people who are um, affected by this outbreak. And, uh, you know, our, our thing has been, because we've gotten the feedback from our members, is that we need, they need protective equipment. And um, there's been some employers who've stepped up and done a phenomenal job, and then we've had some who are still um, short, and we're trying to step in. And I want to take this opportunity um, to shout out uh, – some of our partners who have helped us throughout this and our members, and those are people like Aetna, 
Those are people like Aetna. Those are people like Imperets who have helped us uh, donate uh, money to our cause to raise money to continue to have um, PPE equipment for our folks. Uh, we've even put up some resources to make sure that we're protecting our members as well. Um, I want to thank the officers of 1199C and our staff because we've been able to redirect um, our approach around this uh, outbreak. And, and our focus has been to, number one, to make sure our folks are protected. And um, we don't want our, our folks putting themselves into harm's way um, and not having proper equipment to be able to provide quality health care for all of us throughout this uh, trying time. So I just want to say thank you to all of the people who have stepped up for us to do that. I also want to say thank you to Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown has provided a discount for all of the healthcare workers every Thursday at all of the various shop rights and fresh grocers, um, you know, just showing support around that. And I appreciate that. And, and so it goes a long way to our membership and all the healthcare workers that are experiencing, you know, longer hours, um, more patients. Um, this outbreak is just spreading really rapidly and really fast. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to do the best job that they can. And uh, the city of Philadelphia as well have been supportive in terms of helping us out with different things. And so um, everybody just deserves a lot of praise around it. But the PPE is the, is the most important thing for us at this time. We want people to stay safe. We want people to stay protected. And um, we're doing everything we can to make sure that our members um, have what they need. Chris, let me ask you a quick question, and I'm going to segue to Joe. Um, the, the equipment they need, the safety equipment, for, uh, you know, how how are the hospitals in regards to supplying, uh, you know, and I know they're hard to get these days, but uh, the masks and the gloves to, to protect the workers? Um, I mean, they're doing the best they can. I mean, like you said, I mean, a lot of all of us are experiencing um, shortages or, you know, trying to get this stuff in. I mean, we've even had some difficult um, some difficult times of, of, of trying to order and making sure that we're ordering the right equipment that people need to be able to protect themselves. And we're all learning this thing on the fly. But, um, you know, we have some employers who are doing a great job of continuing to um, protect our folks. I even sent out a letter to all of our employers asking them if we could be helpful and work together and um, shout out to those employers who have responded. And we tried to tackle this crisis from a, from a partnership standpoint. This isn't about us standing on opposite time, opposite sides, like, you know, in, in normal times when, you know, we're coming in and we're defending our members and you have the, the employers who are standing up for whatever they believe in at different times. But it right now is about us coming together, working together, and we've been able to do that with a number of employers. Yeah, uh, it, it, let's talk about, and, and we're gonna we're, we're only gonna be able to get into this for a second before we go to the break. But I want to bring Joe Massa in. Joe, how are you, sir? Good, Joe. How you doing? And I'm hello good. to the to Joe and and Chris, you two, and all the healthcare workers out there. And we appreciate everything everyone's doing to fight this uh, epidemic. Absolutely. And one of the things, and I know we're going to get to it, we got about a minute to the break, but job, workplace safety, you and I had a conversation early, earlier during the day, and obviously, you know, that's always a priority. And, and during these times, typically speaking, uh, you know, when, 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 when there's an employer that, you know, has a uh, an unsafe uh, workplace, uh, you know, typically it's because of a negligent situation. That may not be the case right now. Um, what is your What is your opinion in that particular area in regards to a lot of the hospitals that may not be 
as equipped right now as they normally would be. Well, there are difficult times, and we're all working within the constraints of, of, of what we can and what we have to do right now, but it's important at all times for employers to make sure they take appropriate steps to protect um, the, the health and the safety of their employees. Uh, I know there are shortages of some things, but uh, and the healthcare workers work on the front line. They obviously need the masks, the the, the the visors, the gowns, the gloves, all those things, and I know everyone's doing what they can to get them to them. But in other areas, like in in my area, the practice of law, uh, we obviously take significant precautions, and I have pretty much everybody set up to work remotely and and uh, do everything we can to protect them from this horrible virus. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Chris Woods, president of 1199C, uh, is with us. We'll have him uh, for one more segment on the other side of the commercial break. Attorney Joe Messa, the founder of Messa and Associates, with us uh, as well. Two great guests to uh, come to you on this Saturday night as we go to the break. I'm uh, not going to ask for a moment of silence, but as we do go into the commercial break, I will ask you to uh, pause and reflect uh, and think good thoughts about a healthcare worker that you know. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And we're back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, now president of 1199C, Chris Woods uh, is joining us here. We have Chris for one more uh, segment uh, for the full hour tonight. We're fortunate to have attorney Joe Messa, who's the founder of Messa and Associates. J-Doc? Yeah, so... Uh, I'd like to bring up, Chris Wood, you said uh, some interesting things about, you know, obviously our union healthcare workers, and, and, and you were uh, obviously gracious in, in saying, you know, even if they're not union, of course. But uh, one thing I'd like to, 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 to bring up, and I, I talked about this a little earlier with Joe Messa, and I thought Joe's uh, question was very, uh, very, uh, you know, upstanding, and, and that is, I received a, a, a call from a healthcare worker today. She happens to be working at a hospital that is not represented by a union, unfortunately, uh, and and so uh, very afraid to be going to work um, because uh, in her situation they don't have the masks at the hospital, and uh, she's young. She's in her thirties, but she works in a critical care unit, and. When she started, when, when she first started to talk to me, she was talking about how afraid she was. I thought she was worried about herself. I thought she was, you know, obviously concerned that she was going to contract the virus. What she was afraid of was that she works in a critical care unit where there's um, heart patients. She's afraid to contract the disease, the virus, because she's afraid that she'll give it to her, her patients. And they're, and they're in, in an environment where if they get it, they will not make it. Now, typically speaking, that would be a gross negligence situation. But the hospital is, has been doing the best that they can, from what I understand, to get the proper equipment. Joe Mess, I'd like to ask you um, what that situation 
isn't you know and i know and i know you said listen this is the coronavirus situation we're trying to keep people safe and educate employers under normal circumstances that would be a legal situation um what is your opinion of that situation of these situations well in general joe i think everyone has to do their best under very trying circumstances i mean obviously um they Healthcare facilities and the hospitals and healthcare workers should do their best to protect the patients and also um, to protect the workers. And that's why, you know, this equipment is so um, severely needed. Um, I think everyone's going to be a little more liberal and understanding in this time frame uh, with what's going on. On the one hand, on the other hand, we're talking about people's lives at stake here, and we need to do everything we can to protect you know, both the patients and the workers and ensure that there's no unnecessary risk taken. Exactly. And and Chris Woods, um, the sentiments of your members, I know you're talking to them and communicating them uh, with them on, on a daily, uh, on a daily basis. Um, tell me what they're thinking. Um, I, first and foremost is protection. I mean, I, we've gotten that, um, you know, every single day is about um, protection and, you know, questions about, you know, similar to some of the, the, the example you just used where folks want to know, you know, am I putting myself or am I putting, you know, the patients at risk because we don't have proper equipment um, to be able to provide quality health care and to protect those patients who, like you said, I mean, if they were to contract this uh, virus, it, it could be um, a really deadly thing for those folks. And so, um, we've been trying to get all the feedback from our members. And, you know, again, we've had to change our model right now. We've had to become a, a, an organization and a union that's focusing on, you know, protective equipment for the better part of like two weeks now. And uh, we've been trying to raise money. We've moved some resources within our own organization to be able to order some equipment. And, um, you know, we're just trying to do the best job we can um, to push on the employers who, you know, have to understand at this point the the importance of uh, these frontline workers and these healthcare workers and, you know, the, the, the risk that they're taking just to do their jobs every day. And so um, we're going to continue to do that throughout the, um, the this entire outbreak. And however long this thing goes, we're going to be there to support our uh, men and women of 1199C. Chris, can you give us a... Um a sentiment on how many of your workers uh, have actually contracted uh, the virus? Uh, the latest that I saw was up to about 50 people that um, have reached out to us in some form or fashion um, that have contracted um, the virus. We've actually had a few employees that are um, staffed within our building that has contracted the virus that were, you know, um, right now they're, they're, they're doing well and they've been cleared and um, we're just praying for all of our folks that um, have come in contact with this. I've learned as early as yesterday, my sister, who's a registered nurse, has contracted the virus and I'm praying for her. And uh, I, I would ask people to keep her in your thoughts and prayers and keep everyone who who's um, unfortunately contracted this virus, especially folks who have contracted it, um, you know, trying to keep us safe and trying to keep others safe. And so, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can to protect our members Um and hopefully, if we can continue to raise money, if we can provide some protective equipment to other folks who are in healthcare that may not be our members, we'll try to do that as well. Um, most importantly, we want people to be protected throughout this thing. You know, uh, 
first of all, you know, thoughts and prayers to your sister and, and all your workers. Pe- people have to know, and our listeners, you represent a- approximately 13,000, Chris? 13,000 men and women between Philadelphia, South Jersey, and the surrounding counties of, of uh, Philadelphia. And we want to also send out our thoughts and prayers to Bill Ross, uh, who's the uh, executive director of News Guild 10, who's been on the show with us several times, who uh, actually unfortunately lost his brother to COVID-19 last week. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Bill and all the families in in, in this situation. Uh, Chris, uh, before you go, uh, I'd like you to, you know, tell us if you if you would uh, the, the, the sentiment and 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 the uh, the thoughts of all the healthcare workers out there. Um, have you ever seen any situation? Of course, nobody's seen anything this this gargantuan, but anything as um, you know as, as infecting. You know where people are afraid to. If it affects them, it's going to affect their patients. It's going to affect their families. Is there anything you could compare this to in healthcare? I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime, in my uh, time in healthcare. I've never experienced anything like this. Um, this is something that has been a unique circumstance that I've, I've never seen, and we're trying to do the best that we can to um, adjust to it and, you know, adapt to it. And one of the things I would say to people that could be really helpful for all the healthcare workers is for all of us um, to just take it seriously, um, to follow the CDC guidelines. Um, to make sure that we're practicing social distancing, to make sure that we are, you know, sanitizing and washing our hands more, um, to make sure that we're following the mayor and the governor's stay-at-home order. Um, a lot of those things are important now as healthcare workers, um, and, and, and not only our state, but various states next to us that are getting overwhelmed by the number of people who contract this virus. I think, you know, anything that we can do, the folks who are blessed enough not to have contracted this, this virus at this point um, goes a long way for our men and women who are on the front line. And so we got we to gotta really take this thing seriously. We have to protect ourselves and protect your families. And, you know, if we could all, you know, agree to do that, I think we could, can can some form of fashion try to limit the spread of it so that it doesn't become something that's just become so overwhelming to our folks that, um, you know, we won't be able to, to handle. And I've been in some conversations when we, um, as early as last week when we thought we were getting to that point about having even some facilities around the city that might have to be set up to, to become an overflow site. For example, Hanneman it, Hospital? That, that, Hanneman that, was that, Han, Han, Go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say, I mean, you know, from what we understood, uh, you know, we approached them and they, and, and, they, and they refused to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know all the battles. I can't even say some of the stuff on air that, you know, as it relates to uh, Hahnemann and, 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 and the ownership group there and, you know, some of the battles that we've been through with, with that particular uh, hospital before um, th- this very deadly, deadly virus came about. Um, and then again, in a time of need like this, when, um, you know, we could have used an overflow site and we could have used, you know, an additional, uh, you know, facility to open up to take some of the pressure off of some of our other hospitals in the city and yeah you know, it, it, it's just it's just it's just mind-boggling man but um you know hopefully if we have to we'll be in talks with the city and, and other partners around around the city that that you know if we need to open up a another facility uh, we'll be prepared to chip in and step in any way we can to provide quality health care but i again i can't say enough that 
if we all just follow the guidelines and if we all just, you know, take this thing really seriously and, and, and start changing our way, our norm and changing our, the way we normally do business and, and, and adjusting to this the best we can, I think that could help and go a long way with for the men and women who are um, putting their lives on the line to make sure that we're all safe. Chris Woods, before you exit off the show tonight here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Joe Messa, I want to give you the last word. We have uh, a minute left. You're a union guy. You grew up in a union household. Uh, I want to give you the last 60 seconds just to share some conversation or some support uh, for, Chris, for Chris Woods, who's uh, not only the president of 1199C, as everybody now knows, um, but he's fighting the fight on a daily basis. Well, Chris, of course, we all support you, and uh, I echo everything that Chris said. We all need to follow the governor and the mayor's um, recommendations with regard to safety and social distancing and and, um, staying at home. And uh, I have health care workers in my own family, so certainly, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. We want to make sure everybody's safe um, and we're protecting ourselves and each other. So I think it's important that uh, everybody... Pay attention to the orders, follow them. Let's not do any things that uh, could risk ourselves or others now and hopefully get through this together. Great stuff. Well said. We'll get to a commercial break. Before we do that, we'll say thank you very much, uh, Chris Woods, uh, for joining us here live tonight. Um, the platform is always here for you, my friend. You know that. Whatever you need, just reach out. Uh, we'll be live and we'll be here for you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to hopefully. Uh, seeing you guys and being a part of the show again as soon as this thing is over. Thank you, Chris. And thanks for your leadership, my friend. Thank you. All right, good stuff. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with the founder of Mesa and Associates, Joe Mesa, back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And we're back here live on a Saturday night. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks again, J-Doc, uh, to Chris Woods, who's not sleeping very much these days. Oh, no. uh, and we certainly appreciate uh, him being here and also our special guest, Joe Messa, joining us for the full hour tonight. Yeah, so, Joe, you know, we, we've uh, it's funny. we got three Joes on the line, so oh, this yeah. thing gets confusing <laughs> quickly. <laughs> It's confusing. Um, so, so, having said that, um, you know, now, like I said in prior, prior broadcasts, now is the time when we need our leaders. And Joe Mess is certainly a leader in the legal community uh, who's imp- impacted a lot of lives. And, and uh, so it's appropriate for him to be on the show. But not only that, by the way, fantastic uh, closing words, Joe. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. And, uh, you know, in support of our, our health care workers. Uh, what, before we start, I'd like to say this to, to Joe Messa. Uh, Joe's one of the great sports fans uh, in, in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, there's not a, uh, a sporting event he doesn't enjoy. And, and you know, he'll, he's, he's one who travels to the away games, whether it's football uh, or, or basketball or, or, or baseball. And, uh, Joe, tell us how you're holding up right now. Well, that part's a little rough, Joe. I mean, being 
stuck at home in general and not being able to get to any sporting events, but worse still is the fact that there's nothing on TV to watch. I mean, most <laughs> of my time when I do watch TV, which is not much because I'm usually working, if I'm not doing something like going to a sporting event, would be watching sports or, or news on TV. I'm getting a little... Uh, a little worn out by the, the same news over and over again about this virus, but it is important to stay on. Well, top you know, of it. you know, I'm getting calls from my buddies who are watching the 1987 Bulls games, and and my buddies like tell me that he was watching the the, the Bulls when Jordan scored like. Uh, I don't know, it was like 69 points. He was going through it like it was happening right. You know, that's how crazy That's how crazy things are getting. But we do what we got to do in trying times. And first of all, uh, let me ask you, uh, and we're going to get into several things. We're going to start off by how are your day-to-day operations changed uh, since, you know, we've gone into quarantine um, at the firm? So my firm is fully up and operational. We are doing what we always do day-to-day. The only thing that we can't do right now, and that's because the courts, uh, you know, are not allowing it, is we're not trying cases and and uh, for the most part can't be in courtrooms personally um, because of the uh, uh, um, coronavirus. But uh, we are conducting hearings, conferences, meetings, um, having arguments with courts by uh, telephone and video conference. We are um, moving cases forward, doing discovery. We've been doing depositions um, by video conference. Our, I had uh, our entire office set up to be able to work remotely with uh, video conference capabilities so that we could move forward and protect all of our clients' interests um, during this crisis. So so we talked about technology. Um, some attorneys have said that uh, technology has developed so advanced in the legal profession that it's almost like, uh, you know, it's been preparing for a situation like this. So like you said, uh, you know, most most firms are able to operate with the technology that is has been advanced to this level. Is that the, the same situation with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the staff we had to get set up more with technology at their homes, but we did that quickly as this uh, came to be so that we're 100% up and running. If anything, it's the court systems that uh, are not as, some of them are not as up to speed with technology uh, with us to be able to do everything by video conference. Some are, some aren't, some we have to do by telephone, but, um, you know, there are also limitations in, in what can be done when you can't bring in jurors and you can't have people in courtrooms. Joe Messa joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Joe, let me get you to comment on um, on your clients uh, and and their fear. There's so much fear and there's and there's so much angst uh, right now. And I and I wonder um, how that fear uh, factors in, uh, in, in into you being able to. Um, communicate with your clients um uh, be a um be a source of relief for your clients uh depending on who it is comment on that for me if you will sure joe well in what we do every day what we've done for years we deal with personal and family tragedy in people's lives that that tragedy is is individual that they're dealing with um and and we're all we always try to be there for them and support them in every way that we can But in addition to that, now they're dealing with uh, this pandemic and the outside stress and pressures that that can create um, emotionally, financially, and otherwise. So certainly um, we are getting 
more contact from clients wondering what's going on with cases, wondering, you know, if things are still going to happen or move forward uh, or with personal issues or questions, whether it's financial burdens or otherwise. I mean, many of our clients are dealing with financial burdens anyway because of their injuries. But uh, certainly I think um, it's it's heightened at this point in time and people are more stressed um, on top of what they're already dealing with and uh, and dealing with a lot of anxiety. It's almost like sometimes as a lawyer, a trial lawyer in general, you know, representing injured people, we have to be both uh, lawyer, counselor, social worker, and you know, they often come to us for other things in addition to just handling other cases. And, and, and we serve that role to some extent, but now I think more so with all the outside stress of this pandemic. Yeah, and, and Joe, uh, I know you guys are very attentive to your clients, uh, but like you mentioned, financially, um, now with situations being extra stressed, you may have a, a client that obviously is, is stressed and is in an injury situation. Uh, is it important for you to know really and be up to date on, on, on their situations? And I say that because now you have clients who may have uh, a, a spouse that's no longer working and that could factor in, in some way, um, you know, to your perspective on, on their case in regards to possibly not being able to wait out a settlement or something. Is, is it important for you to get updated on everybody's situations? We try to stay up to date. We are uh, we send out regular weekly communications to our clients uh, across the board um, from the firm as well as individual communications and uh, encourage them to call with any questions, problems, or issues. I mean, this is not the type of thing that anyone's ever dealt with before on a global basis, certainly on a case-by-case basis from time to time we deal with these issues, but uh, this obviously affects everybody. Now. Let's talk about, and we're going to get into some of the things you guys are handling, um, but talk about settlements. And I say that because do you, you know, do insurance companies, and and I wouldn't put anything past them, but you deal with them on a daily basis. Do you see any insurance companies squeezing people? And And I say that because now they know they have clients that, you know, they have individuals that, um, you know, maybe more financially stressed than before. Do you see in- insurance companies taking advantage of that situation? Uh, frankly, I-, I see everybody pulling back to a certain extent. What I mean by that is obviously the stock market has gotten crushed. And the way, uh, one of the ways that insurance companies make their money is by taking premiums and investing them in the market. So they're uh, losing money also, so they're more likely to, and what I've seen happening is sort of pull back. Uh, I see some smaller cases get resolved, but bigger cases, I don't see them you know, uh, stepping up to uh, resolve cases and take care of injured people for a couple of reasons. One, there's no trials going on, so there's not the pressure of staring down the barrel of a jury uh, looking at them in a courtroom and, and the uncertainty of what could happen with a jury verdict. And, and uh, two, from a financial perspective, the insurance companies are having problems too. There's no reason for them to do anything other than sit on their money at this point. So like I said, I see smaller cases uh, are moving, but not the bigger, more significant cases. What about medical treatment? Um, a lot of your 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 uh, clients are injured, um, if not all of them. And um, 
Some of them may or may not be able to, to get to their medical treatment as, as frequently. Um, what's the situation there? I think that's happening. There are a lot of uh, doctors who are not seeing patients. They don't want patients to come in for non-emergency situations. So uh, unless there's something that's an emergency, regular visits, um, you know, doctors are not seeing. I mean, I, I've seen like my own mother who's 90 years old but healthy and works full time. Um, she had appointments scheduled with a number of her doctors at Penn and they canceled those appointments. Hmm. Now, do you think in 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 your situation, where in your client situations, where they where their medical uh, treatment factors into their case, do you see, um, you know, th- that not being an issue when you get to the point? Of, obviously, they would be there if they if they could if they could be there. Um, do you see that being any issues? Well, I think something like that that is always an issue because in my experience, the insurance companies and corporations and defense lawyers are going to try to use that to their advantage once this is all over where they can. But I think that the public and, and those people who sit on juries won't uh, give that much you know, credence because of what's going on here. Now they know people can't get out and get to the doctor or the doctors aren't you know, going to see or treat people if they don't have a serious medical emergency. Got it. We're talking tonight with Joe Messa, who's our special guest for the full hour on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc M. Joe Krause. We'll take our final commercial break uh, on this Saturday night and continue the conversation with Joe on the other side back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C. And the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. And back here live on a Saturday night, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you alive uh, on Saturday night. And, Jay doc we continue with our commitment to be live uh, through the power of technology every Saturday night um, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. The show must go on, Joe. And so I'm happy to, we're happy to be talking to Joe Messa, founder of Messa and Associates. Joe, let's talk about some of the things that your firm is handling right now. Uh, one, a, a drug case, and specifically Zantac. Um, tell us what's going on there. Sure, Joe. Well, just this week on Wednesday, um, the FDA uh, announced that it was requesting manufacturers to withdraw all prescription and over-the-counter forms of Zantac. Um, because of the presence of NDMA, which is in the medications, and over time it forms in the medication as the medication degrades. And NDMA in Zantac causes uh, many different kinds of cancers like esophageal, stomach, prostate, um, gastrointestinal cancers. Um, I mean, it's incredible. It's been uh, on the market for how long? Well, since the... 1970s, 1980s, originally as a prescription drug, but for many years now, over-the-counter. And there are lots of cases of people getting uh, cancer who have used uh, significant significant amounts of Zantac. So, and, and like uh, we're talking about the, the COVID-19 healthcare crisis, even though, um, you know, people are home, um, they're still taking their drugs and medications, and this is a medication if anyone's taken, they should stop taking immediately. And if anyone was on Zantac for any period of time and has developed cancer, that uh, that may be the cause. Now, what can they do if they do? Can they call the firm? Absolutely. They can call us, and we're representing uh, a number of people in these cases 
um, and uh, the cases are currently pending, um, and uh, there's an MDL for the Zantac cases that's in Florida that uh, we have a number of cases we're involved with, and we intend to to, to litigate uh, and bring these cases to fruition because we're talking about a horrible disease caused by a drug that didn't have to happen. Uh, there's evidence that the manufacturer knew about it for some time, and took no steps to protect the public. Tell me about the Roundup weed killer uh, lawsuit. We're also involved with that case, Joe, and Roundup weed killer, which has been used uh, for residential applications for people's gardens and lawns, as well as commercial applications on farms, cemeteries, uh, uh, landscaping, garden supply stores, etc. And Roundup is another product that causes cancer. It causes uh, Leukemia, lymphoma, cancers is what the science has shown, um, and uh, it, it's it's bad stuff. And you know the same kind of thing. There, there's a lot of evidence that Monsanto, the manufacturer of Roundup, knew about the problems with Roundup causing cancer for many many years, going back to at least the, the 1970s, 1980s, and did nothing to warn the public. In fact, marketed it as being safe and, uh, and and the type of thing that would not cause harm to the individuals using it, to, to food, to animals, to livestock, et cetera, which was simply not true. And and uh, those are another uh, type of case, Roundup cancer cases, anyone who's had a significant exposure to Roundup and who has developed uh, lymphoma or leukemia-type cancers, that is likely the cause. We got about and four anyone, minutes. You know, sorry about that. If anyone has, certainly we're handling those cases. They should feel free to reach out to us. No, my bad. Excuse, excuse me, Joe. About four minutes left until we get to the end of the show. Joe, I want to ask you about 3M. Uh, they're in the news as early as an hour ago uh, regarding the virus. You're dealing with them in terms of defecting hearing aids. Talk with us about it. Well, defective uh, earplugs that uh, were sold to the military over a course of many, many years when the 3M Corporation uh, knew that these earplugs were not effective and didn't do what they said they would do, which is filter out harmful sounds to protect people's ears but allow them to hear. And they were used in the military for many years as exclusive earplugs between 2004 and 2015 in all branches of the service as well as uh, civilian um, employees, and uh, there, there are tens of thousands of cases going on with people who have had hearing loss or tinnitus ringing in the ears. And you know, when we see that on top of this negative news with the 3M Corporation now, who manufactures masks and other supplies for hospital workers, that is uh, sending them overseas when we don't have sufficient resources. Uh, sufficient masks and other hospital supplies like visors and gowns and gloves that 3M manufactures, um, again, to make money, it sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I think, you know, should the public in general, I mean, at this point, our uh, American manufacturers need to be doing what they can do to protect the American public. Uh, and each of us here where we have a shortage of supplies that Chris has talked about, um, in our hospitals and for those frontline healthcare workers who need to help treat this horrible virus. 
Absolutely, Joe. Before we we got about two minutes left, uh, you're handling uh, you know some home safety and home cases, and now you know since a lot of people are are, are staying at home, um, you know they're pretty serious situations. You want to touch on them real quick? Sure. Well, we always want to be careful in the home, and there's lots of products in the home uh, that can cause harm, you know, to, to to children and adults. And for example, being home all the time with the stay-at-home orders, I mean. In a lot of respects, that's more safe, but uh, you have to be careful with things like small appliances, uh, um, space heaters, um, and, uh, you know, we've had a number of cases of fires. There was just one that uh, happened during this coronavirus that recently uh, a client reached out to us and retained us to represent uh, a fire where a woman in her home, unfortunately, uh, passed away, and she had a life alert system uh, that you know, was supposed to call for help when she was in trouble and there was a fire and the life alert system wasn't working. It was offline. And unfortunately she suffered for a couple of weeks at the temple burn center and passed away. So everyone should be safe and do what they can to protect themselves and their loved ones by staying home, but also make sure that you keep, uh, you know, poisons away from children and things locked up and be careful with uh, things like space heaters. Joe Messa, our special guest here tonight on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor, uh, joining us for uh, the full hour. Uh, he is the founder of Messa uh, and Associates, Philadelphia Personal uh, Injury Attorneys. And as I did uh, uh, on the half hour, Joe, uh, I'm going to give you the last uh, 45 seconds um, for just a closing thought uh, before I have one short Uh, audio surprise that I'm going to play for you as we say goodbye. But first, let me give you uh, the last 45 seconds. Thank you, Joe. I just want to tell, uh, thank you guys for having me on and tell everybody out there to to be safe. Let's follow the the directions of the governor and the mayor, try to protect ourselves and each other. And, uh, uh, you know, God bless everybody and and all the healthcare workers and everyone who's dealing with this terrible disease. Jay Doc, he left you 15 seconds, sir. Yeah, no, Joe. I mean, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast, and I, I want to say that I want to reiterate what Joe said. Um, this is a difficult time for all of us, but we will get through it, and that's that's what's important. Everybody's in, you know, we're all staying at home, Joe, and and, and it's a stressful time. Uh, but I, I think if we all band together, united we stand. Well done, well said. Great job by Joe Messa joining us here uh, tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. As we roll to uh, the end of the show and we go to the uh, top of the hour, um, I play one sports clip tonight uh, for Joe Messa. Four years ago today, I'm sure he remembers this moment in Philadelphia sports history. See you next week, everybody. They go length of the court with Archie Diacono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. The national champions with Jenkins hitting the winner at the buzzer. Jim, they're going to check it. I thought it was good live, but how about those onions? Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. 
program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.